This week's episode of Closer Look is brought to you by Beth Hanlon Agency. Good people in the good hands go together, like Allstate and Beth Hanlon of Beth Hanlon Agency. Beth has served the Riverhead area for over 31 years. As a proud and active participant in the community she serves, Beth is a past president of the Riverhead Rotary, and she takes the time to get to know folks, what's important to them, and how to best protect it all without wasting a dime of their hard-earned money. That's why people around here trust Beth Hanlon. And to maintain that trust, she works with the good hands people of Allstate. They help Beth protect the people she cares about with affordable policies designed around individual individual needs, and a promise to stand behind each and every one of those policies. In fact, Allstate has been protecting folks all across America for over 80 years by partnering with trusted men and women just like Beth. Call Beth Hanlon today and find out how she can help protect what matters most to you with Allstate. Because here in Riverhead, good people and the good hands go together. The Beth Hanlon Agency is a full-service Allstate insurance agency offering home, auto, and life insurance options for customers. Beth is a trusted advisor who will sit down and take the time to meet with clients and figure out what their specific needs are. The agency also holds regular defensive driver's classes, that can help you save on auto insurance. Beth Hanlon has two locations, 6278 Route 25A in Waiting River, 631-929-3400, and another at 1236 Roanoke Avenue in Riverhead, 631-727-1700. Beth Hanlon at Allstate.com. It's good to be in good hands. Hello again, everyone, and welcome to another episode of Closer Look. This is our special year in review podcast. We're going to be talking about the year in review issue, which just hit newsstands, and uh, we're recording this a little ahead of time, so we might be uh, messing up our tenses here some, but the uh, People of the Year issue is, in fact, out, and we're talking about the year 2019 that just passed, some of the biggest stories, what were some of our favorite stories, and this issue is loaded with uh, reminders of things that happened in the year 2019. Some of it seems like it was years ago, but I am joined by reporter Tim Gannon. Hello. And editor Joe Workmeister. Hey there. And, uh, you know, I wanted to start off with you guys, and maybe I'll start with you, Tim. Uh, You cover mostly government. To you, what was kind of the biggest story in 2019? Well, in in Riverhead, it would have to be, uh, the election was kind of a one-sided thing. Yeah. but it was interesting because yeah. it was the challenger side of things. Yeah, the challenger. Yeah. And um, that would be Yvette Aguiar, who's now the supervisor-elect. And it seemed like uh, overcrowded housing and uh, and uh, unsafe housing and basically the effect on the school district, that was the big issue like a month before the election. Yeah. And there was in Southhold too, it was a little bit, you know, obviously the town supervisor was reelected, but there was some change uh, there as well. Yeah, this was a really interesting uh, town election this past November in Southhold. And, you know, we kind of had to wait uh, almost uh, two weeks before we really even knew who the winners were in this uh, election, which is pretty uh, unusual for Southhold town, obviously. And, uh, you know, obviously the big news there was uh, Sarah Napa, Democrat being elected and uh, joining uh, Jill Doherty as as the uh, town board members and um, William Ruland, who was a Republican, long time on the town board, uh, lost his seat. So, uh, as I said, you know, it came down to um, absentee votes down at the very end, and um, it was just overall a very tight race and kind of showed a little bit of a, a shift in demographics, perhaps out here in Southold, as uh, kind of the, a little bit of a new wave of. Uh, 
people kind of voice making their voice in, in the election this year. And um, so, you know, it'll be interesting to see how the, if that trend sort of continues going forward. Do the Democrats gain, um, you know, more more of a say in South Old Town when it's been very uh, GOP centric for for a number of years? And I, I, off the top of my head, I want to say she was the first uh, Democrat elected since uh, Alec Krupski was on the town board. Yeah, about a decade ago. Yeah. So. But they've had. Democrats in the past, there was, well, Tom Wickham ran as like an independent thing. Yeah, in the past. Josh, that's in the distant past, though. I mean, that's... Josh yeah. Horton was... Uh, yeah, yeah, sure. Yeah, yeah. When, when, when you were in high school. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> At McGann Mercy, the, yeah. now the former McGann Mercy High School, yeah. unfortunately. McGann. Um, interesting, in South Hole that, a, that Ruland, who's like a crop farmer, right, is replaced by Napa, who's a vineyard person so it's kind of like the way farming's going i guess right yeah. sort of that old old age farming versus the new kind of yeah it'll be interesting to see what happens there uh, also you know joe one of the pieces that you did in our top stories section of the year in review issue was on tragedies on the north fork and in south old town it was uh, a year some of these seem like ages ago but uh there was just just it seemed like a and we we do we we say this almost every year like it seems like there's a lot of tragedies out here but this year it seemed kind of an exceptionally high amount yeah i don't know it was sort of a strange year like that or it seemed like every i mean pretty much on clockwork every 2 months or so something kind of something crazy was happening and and as you said some of these things seemed like so long ago one of them you know the first one um that i wrote about was the standoff in greenport where a man was uh uh, had was shot by police when he came out of a, a house waving a gun, and uh, that was a tense standoff that went on for hours. And uh, man, it seems like a long time ago, but um, yeah, that was just sort of the first and a uh, long line of uh, kind of tragic things that happened this year. I mean, we had a plane crash um, in the summer, which uh, you know that's very unusual, and um, um, you know some. Some tragedies have really hit home for some local people here. With a young young child uh, died in a car crash in Greenport, and um, yeah, I think with some of the common themes that you see emerging out of these is you know community members sort of rallying together to help those who are grieving, and and just people doing what they can to uh, try to make the situation as best they can for the people who are going through these uh, diff- difficult things. And, um, you know, that's something we always see out here in this close-knit community when something something bad happens. Uh, there are a lot of people there to lend a hand. Yeah. Also in Charmaine River, there was uh, Melissa Marchese as well, who, uh, you know, that was for the Suffolk Times. So she wasn't there, but that was obviously an awful, awful uh, uh, tragedy that happened this past year. Um, Tim, you had a story that was actually in the paper um this past week, the last issue we did before the year in review, but also a name that's mentioned several times in our year in review issue is the name Stefan Solaviv. Yeah. Yeah, a nice, uh, it's always a warm, friendly phone call when you uh, call yeah, him, right? It lasted two minutes and 19 seconds hey, before he I got to say, at least he answers the phone, you know? Well, if he knew I was calling, he probably would. <laughs> he doesn't even have any problem talking to like the Wall Street Journal. Or, yeah, well, yeah. But uh, we got a little bit out of him. Yeah, he's uh, and he's putting up those signs which you can barely read. Yeah, it's black background, blue but, lettering. Yeah, it's good because like I I've sat and I've really tried trying to map out what you know what my dream project is to write about you know which parcels he owns like do a map that shows all the parcels you and can, show what's uh, developable and what's not because a lot of people like your story that that just recently ran people were commenting like oh it's definitely houses he's going to build but a lot of the land is preserved. No. 
Not uh, you don't think a lot. Uh, the ninety acre, wise? the ninety acre thing in Calverton, which I think used to be Wolfhurst. Apparently, mm-hmm. that is preserved, except for like six acres or something. Yeah. So most of it, most of the parcels he's bought, the there's a there's on, a little bit that could be built on, but it's but a lot of it is preserved. Not so much. Yeah. The uh, three on Route Twenty Five, which uh, one of them Gabrielson used to farm it, they didn't own it. And the county was going to preserve that and then uh, fell apart. And I guess this guy jumped in and bought it. And then there was uh, Albert Schmidt was one of them and Zaweski, mm-hmm. uh, Zaweski family. He's been uh, like a Farm Bureau president and uh, active for a long time. Um, those, as far as I could tell, still have development rights. Mm-hmm. And he said he's not going to develop them if farming is profitable. And he's also said if they... Uh, He's allowed to grow hemp. Yeah. Then he it should be profitable. Yeah. Um, but he won't say what specifically he's. But you you think he would? Uh, you, you think he will look to build down the line if you had to? Uh, if it's project? not working out, I would imagine. Yeah. And now one final word from our sponsor. Beth Hanlon Agency has provided personalized insurance products and outstanding customer service to Riverhead residents since 1987 with 24-hour claim and customer service, a drive-in claim center, and in-house defensive driver classes. Every type of insurance is available, and the agency provides financial security for your family through many various products. Beth, a past president of the Riverhead Rotary, is your trusted advisor for life insurance, auto insurance, retirement, annuities, long-term care, college funds, homeowners, and condo insurance. We recently spoke with Beth about her 31 years of service to the Riverhead community. Here's what she had to say. We follow up specifically with the customer, making sure they know we're here to help them and assist them with the claim process, because that is a moment of truth when it comes to insurance. Even though I'm the agency owner, I still get a charge at being able to sit down, meet a new client, and you know explain the benefits of having certain coverages. When somebody says, thank you so much, you helped me uh, through a bad claim, or you helped me through something as devastating as a a loss of a loved one. But it's, you know, that's what our job is, and it's our responsibility. And I take it very seriously. Beth Hanlon has two locations, 6278 Route 25A in Wading River, 631-929-3400, and another at 1236 Roanoke Avenue in Riverhead, 631-727-1700. Beth Hanlon at Allstate.com. Allstate, you're in good hands. What do you think of this? Uh, he kind of closed out that interview you just did by him saying that he's not looking to buy any more in the North Fork. You think... Uh, think we, What's think left that, to buy? Yeah, maybe. <laughs> um... There's got to be something out there. <laughs> yeah, I, if unless he was just trying to get me off the right. phone. <laughs> but, uh, um, there's still something left to buy. I notice if you look at the tax map, and uh, some of the, they all have the same address in the city, and some of them say that it's uh, Solo, which is his father, who's also a developer. Mm-hmm. So I don't know how many, uh, if that, those are going to be separate from what he's doing. Because he said he's got a farming company. His father is basically just a developer. Mm-hmm. And he's like in the Forbes richest people list. Mm-hmm. He has more money than Trump. Yeah. Well, the more we find out about Trump's finances, <laughs> the more we realize that a lot of people, I might have uh, yeah. more than Trump. I mean, I, I think the three of us <laughs> combined definitely do. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, does it uh, real estate uh, count? You know, can we put our, uh, you know, because then he's probably got us there. But if we yeah, can maybe perhaps. put our assets to, you know. Actual cash in the bank? Uh, we might <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, 
when I look over, I'm looking over our year in business section in the um, year in review. Aviv is the name right at the top. And the other names that are on there are some of the business people who made headlines this year was uh, Hank and Ben Brinkman. What do you think about uh, all that, Joe? What's going on there with the Brinkman property in Mattituck? Yeah, that's been a pretty interesting uh, development kind of story to follow along as basically they're trying to build a hardware store, which on the face of it, you wouldn't think would be all that controversial. But um, the, the specific spot where it is, right, kind of sort of near Love Lane in this little corner, um, you know, people aren't uh, very excited about that prospect. And there's sort of this long-term vision of sort of reworking that area around Love Lane and you're using that space to kind of maybe create a little open space type park area. And, and essentially the people in the community don't really want a hardware stores. And then, so the town has, um, had a moratorium in place and, um, the Brinkman's, uh, who are trying to build this, uh, hardware store have filed a lawsuit against the town since the town has then since, uh, proposed potentially use an eminent domain to just seize the property. And so we'll see if that comes to fruition at some point. So it's been, been an ongoing back and forth. Uh, we'll see, uh, where, where it goes in 2020. And, uh, I don't know if we'll necessarily have a full resolution next year, but, uh, there'll definitely be some more developments. Weren't they also talking about putting a, not a traffic circle, but a roundabout there, right? Yeah, there's been uh, a proposal, I think, for that as well. Yeah, so. just right over at Love Lane, just kind of on the, just a little to the east of uh, that parcel. Yeah, it's uh, it's going to be interesting if you fast forward like ten years to see what that area was, looks like. I was driving around the South Fork last week, oh, yeah. places I used to cover back in the Suffolk Life days. Yeah, and there's some. Uh, roundabouts that have popped up. Oh, uh, Suffolk Life, is, yeah, I know me and Joe always joke that that's where like all our distant relatives think we work, you know, even though it's not even, oh, you work for the uh, Suffolk Life, huh? <laughs> Which no longer exists. <laughs> yeah. Joe also makes that joke about how people say, oh, Joe's a sports writer like Ray Romano. Yeah. Joe's like, Ray Romano's a comedian. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Ray Romano hangs out at home way too much for a reporter, yeah. sports reporter at least. Yeah, I know. That was uh, the big flaw on that show. <laughs> um, yeah, I'm looking back at our year in covers, which is probably my favorite uh, part of the year in review issue each year. It's really like gives you a real snapshot of the year. Um, and you get to see some things that you're just like, oh my God, I can't believe that was this year. Like, that uh, standoff in uh, Greenport that uh, I remember you working on that, Joe. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, that was uh, literally almost a year ago. I think it was the, the first couple, first or second day we got back from Christmas break last year. So it was right in the beginning of January. So, mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm looking at, you know, just some of my favorite covers for the year. One that I really, really liked was the one Suffolk Times cover um, where we had the, it was actually the graduation uh, cover where it was, they recreated the photo and they sent it in. Yeah, that was a fun one when the uh, the kids from, we, we ran a photo on the cover of the Suffolk Times, uh, I guess when they were in first grade or kindergarten or something like that. And, mm-hmm. and they they had uh, the copy with, the, with them on the graduation and they actually tracked down our photographer who was there and basically grabbed him and were like, hey, check this out. Let's, you know, they, I think they kind of, um, you know, initiated it and said, let's, you know, recreate it. So he's just like, all right, yeah, let's go. So we uh, put put the two photos on the cover again um, this year. So that was pretty cool. That's kind of neat to see how people, you know, uh, hang on to some of those things. And, you know, when you think about the digital age, it's kind of hard 
for memories like that to sort of last kind of in, yeah. in that same way. And, and when it's just, you know, a photo on Facebook, so to speak, then as opposed to, you know, when you're on the cover of the newspaper. Yeah. Well, hey, we don't want to give away the whole issue. It's on newsstands. Go check it out. A lot of the content's already online. It'll continue to uh, trickle through the end of the year. We're, uh, as you're listening to this, we're all on vacation right now. But, uh, you know, there'll be some breaking news, I'm sure, that'll happen. Check that out online and then uh next week is our uh people of the year issue first uh top secret stuff first issue of the year, top secret we cannot discuss right now but that will be our next episode of closer look will be us uh talking about our people of the year selections who we chose uh why we chose them that'll be uh next week on uh january 2nd that will be um we're counting that as sort of the final issue uh, final uh, episode of 2019 even though it'll go up with the issue a couple days into the year but it's you know people of the year is really looking back not looking ahead they're people of the year for 2019 not yeah. for 2020 that's true they are so in the future that gets confusing yeah definitely so uh thank you joe thank you gannon thank you And uh, we'll be back, uh, like I said, in the new year. Thank you, everybody, for uh, listening to another year of Closer Look.